You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. This is Sister Lavina Francis Pamet. I'm a Franciscan Sister of the Sacred Heart. I'm your host for Dare to Love. Dare to Love is a program that cultivates vocation awareness in the Archdiocese of Chicago through discussion of to- topics related to vocation discernment and promotion. Today, we have two guests from last month, Sister Maria Simperman and Sister Anita Baird. Good morning and welcome, sisters. Good morning, Sister Lavina. Nice to be with you. And, Good morning. Um, so we have been uh, talking earlier about all the different stuff that we've been doing. And last month we did promise to say uh, a little bit more about an upcoming event this month. And we will be talking about that. Um, and just to reintroduce um, our, my guests today. First, we'll, we're going to talk to Sister Maria Simperman and Sister Maria... You, I think this is the third time you've come back. Thank you so much, because there's so many things that's going on in, in your ministry, including uh, being at the Catholic Theological Union uh, for the Center of Study for Consecrated Life. Also, uh, very recently, you had an event with the International Union Superiors General, otherwise known as UISG, because of your book, Religious Life for Our World, Creating Communities of Hope. So uh, first of all, if you could reintroduce yourself and uh, what you do, Sister Maria, and then we'll talk about your book. Ah, well, thank you, Sister Lavina. I, I just think I'm a, a part of your fan club, and so I get to be on this gathering with you, which is great fun as well. And to be able to be with Sister Anita, it's just uh, a wonderful little community that gets created uh, about just what's really important to us. And thank you. Yes, I am at Catholic Theological Union, and I teach courses in social ethics, Catholic social thought, moral theology, and also the vowed life. And uh, to that point, uh, a recent uh, book uh, that came was uh, just was published in September was uh, religious life for our world, creating communities of hope. And it was a, just a real honor and a privilege to be invited by Sister Pat Murray, an IBVM sister, uh, to share about the book and um, also to invite two people who were in the course this fall, but who also read the book and were using it with people to work with those who are in formation ministry, walking with newer members, and then um, that work with folks around the world. So it was it was a real gift because 
what you always desire is, for me, it's not just about writing a book. It's that it would be of some use. It could serve God's reign, God's vision, and that it could assist religious life right now in the moment in which we are, which is a moment of much shifting and change and also great possibility. Um, but it requires us to pause and to see and to uh, do some realigning as well. That's right. So this this book, uh, Creating Communities of Hope. So first of all, the word community and then hope. So in terms of religious life, consecrated life, including um, the lay ecclesial um, uh, or, or actually like consecrated virgin um, and also the societies of faith and uh, all the other communities that may not you know, we you would normally call um, brothers and sisters, but still part of that uh, consecrated vowed life. Um, what is the mm-hmm. challenge um, of today in the world, especially during COVID? Well, you were using just those words, community and hope, and um, you know, community and hope are, are for all of us, all people of God. And then when we look at consecrated life, you're right. Um, There's so many different forms of consecrated life. And how do we build community today? One of the things I write about in the book is uh, community is both a door and a destination. And I think in light of COVID, it's the same point. Uh, Community is the doorway we go into where we can be ourselves, where we can be vulnerable and say, this has been such a hard time, or I've lost people dear to me, or I've not been able to see people. Um, It's the space where we can together pray and hear what God's inviting and God's own consolation. And it's also the place where we learn to be with one another and have our growing edges. But it's also where we together look at the world around us, look at the church. And then it's a destination. So here it fits you know, the work you're doing, it's the destination. It's to build community everywhere to everyone that's listening in uh, on this gathering. And it's to then build that reign of God uh, outward and to say, I'm going to learn as much out from people like my married brothers and sisters from the wider community, but I can bring our way of loving Um, forth, because uh, anything you gain in religious life gets used outward. And then hope, you know, that's the gift right now um, that we can hold on to, is hope is is also a distinctively Christian virtue, though others can have hope, but our hope is in God. Um, As much as I'm eager to get the vaccine, uh, my hope is can't ultimately be more in the vaccine than it is in God. Um, so, but to see like God's hope manifested in humans doing good science saying here, we can help with this. But, but that deep sense that right now, um, I give my hopes to God and ask for God's hope, um, because that's so much deeper than optimism, uh, than a sense of, well, there's a 50-50 chance this will happen or it won't snow or, you know, the Cubs or the White Sox or something. But that that's the gift is that um, hope is communal. Hope comes from God. Uh, hope's, hope allows us to be our fullest human self in there. And, and that's the call of religious life. It's 
you know, in my book I say, I, religious life is supposed to be good news. Good news for me in religious life, in consecrated life. Good news for my community. Good news for my congregation. It's supposed to be good news for the church, and it's supposed to be good news for the world. And every one of the vows are called to be good news for all of these groups in there. And, and that's part of the Spirit's creativity and work in religious life today and beyond. That is so beautiful and really, uh, especially around this time of pandemic, building that uh, community and hope um, is really something to look forward to and to live now. After our short break, um, we will start working on talking about the Call to Transformative Love in Religious Life event this month. Great, thank you. Find a home in you. Do you have a gently used laptop or desktop computer that is gathering dust in your home? Consider donating to our Catholic Charities Veterans Computer Project. We will clean out your device, give it new software, and repurpose it for a veteran who is looking for employment. Your gift will make an incredible difference in a veteran's ability to find a job. Catholic Charities provides veteran services throughout Lake and suburban Cook Counties, giving participants an array of professional and personal support. Our veterans have served our country, and it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Services and the Veterans Computer Project, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. Hello, I'm Cardinal Blaise Supich. I got my COVID-19 vaccination and you should too. It took just a few seconds and was painless. The Food and Drug Administration determined the new vaccines are safe and effective. And the Holy See, as well as the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops has concluded getting the COVID-19 vaccine is an act of love of our neighbor and part of our moral responsibility for the common good. We have lived with the pandemic for many months, and I know we're all getting tired of it. Vaccination is one of the most important ways you can protect your health and the lives of those you love and help bring the pandemic under control. When it is your turn, I urge you to be vaccinated. And remember, to do your part by wearing a mask, washing your hands, and watching your distance. Thank you, and God bless you all. And we are back. This is Sister Lavina Pamet, your host for Dare to Love. And with me are Sister Maria Simperman and Sister Anita Baird. Uh, now, this month, there will be a, an event that is the uh, second series about a call to transformative love in religious life, stories of race, place, and grace. This is the second 
three-part series jointly sponsored by the Center for the Study of Consecrated Life and the National Black Sisters Conference. So which one of you would like to um, uh, talk about this first? Well, I'll go first. Um, this is Sister Anita. Yes. Um, I am very excited about this. We began this project um, last year, and we were hoping that it would be received well. But it, uh, it was beyond our, our wildest dreams. Um, I think Sister Maria would agree with me. The response mm -hmm. that we did get from it, um, which really showed um, the depth of, of interest and commitment on the part of so many in religious life to work for racial justice and equity in our communities and to face the not-so-pleasant uh, histories of our congregations, but to do it in the light of moving forward and living that example. Maria was talking about community, and it really means to commune, and to commune is to be one. And so that's what we are hoping that this will bring about, a beginning of, um, of learning, of acknowledging, of healing, and moving forward. So we're going to be doing the second um, series beginning next week, and it will be for three Mondays, March 8th, 15th, and 22nd. Um, and we have um, two very dynamic uh, presenters, uh, Father Joseph Brown, who is a Jesuit on the uh, faculty of the University of Illinois in uh, Carbondale, and a theologian, uh, very um, well-known um, throughout theological uh, uh, groups, and Father uh, Brown will be looking at the uh, context of the historical nature of racism within the church and the impact that that has had, uh, not only on uh, people of color, but on our institutions and how it has impacted the lives of people of color. Um, and then on the 15th, we will have uh, Sister Addie Lorraine Walker, who is a school sister of Notre Dame and a professor of theology at the Oblate School of Theology in San Antonio, Texas. And uh, Sister Addie is going to help us um, look at what we call microaggressions, you know, how, um, how we relate to people of color, the ways that we can be offensive without even knowing it or marginalizing people by our language, the words we use, the questions we ask, um, and so that we have a better awareness and sensitivity uh, to build respect and to be able to identify what may be um, uh, racist in, in us that we're not even aware of, mm -hmm. and we certainly would not want it to be there. So that will be her contribution on the 15th. And I'll let Sister Maria maybe talk about the 22nd. Mm. Thank you. And uh, it's just a joy to be working with the National Black Sisters Conference and Sister Anita in it. Um, I just feel very honored that we can collaborate on this and together be church and religious life saying, how do we... You know, in a nation that's struggling with this, how might religious life offer something in the midst and do our own work, uh, as Sister Anita mentioned. Uh, in the third session, it's going to be a conversation 
with Sister Anita, Sister Gail Lawanga, Good Shepherd Sister, uh, Sister Josita Cobert, uh, who's a sister of Notre Dame, Dana Moore, and myself. And the questions, you know, get us at again, where do we go from here? What, what um, have you learned and heard? There's one thing about listening, you know, I listened to you, but what did I really hear? And um, what will that look like going forward? And then asking, you know, how can our congregations take ownership in nurturing, supporting, and fostering an environment where people of color can thrive in religious life, not survive, thrive. Uh, And so, uh, and I think those are questions that, you know, get answered in, in different ways and by different people as well. So as someone who's white, and we know even that word, uh, color uh, is socially constructed. Uh, there's a wonderful book, Cast, which looks at a lot of those kinds of, of things. But, you know, what does that mean for those of us who are in the dominant group right now in terms of uh, numbers? What What is this asking um, of me, right? Because the work has to be done by by white folks too. So mm-hmm. uh, and it, it dominantly in so many ways, but we can't do it alone. We have to do it together. So it's really making me reflect on, so what's the call? Um, throughout the three sessions, one of the things we're doing differently is that we will have 30 minutes, we hope, that people will go into small groups and talk to one another and across congregations. And you don't have to be in religious life to come to this either. It, all are welcome but to talk to one another and say, well, what's moving in you? What's stirring? Because we can simply gain a lot of information, and and that's key. That's the first step is to learn and to listen to narratives that are not easy um, and that are important to hear, that transform us, uh, because they've been transforming others for for so many in so many ways and then to say so what does this mean what is this calling because the spirit never stops with ah you have an aha moment it's always and now now on this journey on this road with jesus where will we go together that's church and that's where the best of church and religious life moves us outward Thank you so much. And so, um, again, just to um, make people aware that this is available through the Center for the Study of Consecrated Life. And all that information will be available, not just from the Archdiocese of Chicago, from There to Love. It's also available from the Kava website, which is vocationscava.org. And we will certainly post all this information. Um, We're coming um, to a short break. And after this break, I would like to hear a little bit more uh, from Sister Anita. And you've been busy, sister. So (laughs) we'll hear from you. Don't go away. Give me the grace to love and to be faithful, to be more like you. Here I am, did I hear you call my name? Hey, it's Timothy Johnston here from Liturgy Training Publications. Over the past few months, I'm sure you've found yourself at home more, whether it's working from home or watching live stream masses on Sunday mornings. As we begin adjusting to this at the beginning of the pandemic, one of the things I missed the most was gathering with friends at the parish. That's why we at LTP 
have created this new virtual gathering series called Living the Sunday Word. We meet virtually on Thursday evenings each week and reflect on the upcoming Sunday readings. And with that, we share stories to help us more fully reflect on the Word of God. I'm inviting each of you to join us, a group of friends meeting virtually from all parts of the country. So visit ltp.org for more information and to register. You won't want to miss this. We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend, featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Supich and video highlights from across the archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. The effort to get vaccinated, why the church is helping to spread the word. We'll go inside the classroom as a national study shows how Chicago's Catholic schools are keeping students on track during the pandemic. And too many people are going hungry. We'll visit a food pantry where Catholics are working to meet that need. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100. We are back and there to love. This is Sister Lavina and with my guest, Sister Maria Simperman and Sister Anita Baird. Sister Anita, you would be proud of me. I have my computer in front of me, which you can see. And I, during the break, I actually uh, found on Facebook the Network Lobby event on March 11. Oh, good for you. <laughs> and the topic Perfect. is called This Is Our Story, This Is Our Song. Black Catholic Women Religious Standing in the Breach. And um, they are inviting uh, us to celebrate Catholic Sisters Week because Catholic Sisters Week starts March 8th, which is Monday, through the 14th of every year. And so um, March 11 at 6 p.m. Central or 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And this is through uh, Network. Um, and if people uh, go to Facebook or uh, look for Network Lobby, uh, and look for the topic. This is our story. This is our song. Uh, and it honors the legacy and work of Black Catholic sisters. Um, and Sister Anita Baird, uh, DHM, will be the featured speaker and presenter on the struggle of racism that Black women religious have faced and the contributions they have made to our nation from 1829 to today. So there you go, sister. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to hire you as my publicist, Sister Levina. <laughs> thank you. But it, it is, um, as everyone knows, Network does incredible work. And uh, I was just honored to be invited uh, to do this, that they really, during this week, honoring uh, black Catholic uh, sisters uh, to focus on the contributions of black women religious and uh, it is a story that has been erased, a story that is not well-known, uh, not even by religious congregations, other religious mm. congregations. So hopefully it will be um, an opportunity to share the stories of those who were the pioneers and on whose shoulders that I find myself standing. Uh, when I was honored by LCWR in 2018, I said that, that I accepted the award not for myself, uh, but on behalf of all of those women on whose shoulders I stand. So we continue to honor them and lift them up 
And uh, so I'm really looking forward to this. But thank you for sharing that. And not only that, so you've been you've been busy, sister. Uh, you also are part of Catholic women, uh, Catholic women preach. So yes. tell us more about that. Well, um, it, it's part of uh, Future Church, and uh, they invite uh, different women uh, from around the the country uh, to give a reflection for each Sunday of the year. And uh, I did it uh, a few years ago and received an invitation uh, if I would be willing to do the reflection for Easter Sunday this year. So, again, I I was just thrilled and uh, will be doing that. So on uh, Sunday, April 4th, um, they will have my reflection online. Okay, and I will search for that and we'll publicize that as well. Thank you. (laughs) No charge to you, Anita. (laughs) Uh, send, send me your bill. Send me your bill. <laughs> Just pray for me. We'll pray for we'll each other. Do. <laughs> I would also like to take the time, uh, not just to promote the, uh, again, the Catholic Sisters Week. Uh, I also would like to uh, promote an event that's happening, and uh, I hope that you can join us. It's, uh, it's called a 12-hour prayer marathon that uh, the Chicago Archdiocesan Vocation Association is putting up. And what we're doing at this point, this is we're learning so much of uh, how to do technology. And uh, this is in no way um, on the same um, quality as, say, uh, our radio TV um, folks here, my, my friends, uh, Michael May here and um, Javier and um, the Department Head for Media Content, um, Vince Gerasoli, um, they are like our, our professionals. Now, what we're doing is pretty much what we would do as amateurs, but I think the main um, purpose of this is to gather people as community, as you've mentioned, well, you've both mentioned, and, and pray together. And that's March 24. Uh, and it starts, uh, this is Central Time, starts at 9 a.m., and then the last hour will be at 8 p.m. Um, with the night prayer and adoration. So we're going to have Mass. And March 24 is uh, also, as actually it was Sister Maria Simperman who reminded me, hey, that is the feast of Oscar Romero, St. Oscar Romero. And so um, the Mass that we're going to have is for, for that feast and also um, different prayer formats. So I hope um, people can join us. And also um, one one thing, March 20th, which is on a Saturday, from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m., is our uh, springtime Chicago Scott Sisters. So we still do that. It used to be, um, mm. in, in history, the Nun Run, and then yeah. we uh, actually we, we kind of um, copied the name uh, from Dubuque, Dubuque Scott Sisters, and now we've got Chicago Scott Sisters. And we have four um, younger sisters part of Kava with, uh, from different communities who are organizing this. So, um, again, all of this information will be uh, available from vocationskava.org. That's vocationskava.org. And so I think we've come. We only have, what, one minute left, Mike? Oh, two minutes. Okay. So um, so for, for this, again, I just want to make sure that people can uh, hear about First of all, uh, Sister Maria's book, um, please, for 
those of you not just for religious, this is really something um, that is important, especially uh, for those seekers, for uh, people mm-hmm. who care about global um, development of compassion and hope. Religious life for our world, creating communities of hope available in Amazon and all the other information um, that I've mentioned and that we've mentioned is available from vocationscava.org. So if we can just probably pause a little bit. Um, and I, I'm so grateful for, for the two of you uh, being on this show again. And um, you've also mentioned about, you know, losses uh, lately. I've, I've lost one friend recently and... Um, also, I have mm. I have friends from you know we're international group now, um, but you know thinking about those losses, I think the prayers that we do um, and the events that we do is is for the world and for one another for the losses we've had and the hope that you know with with spring comes the hope, and so Lord we thank you for um, this special moment with you the space that we are trying to create and the hope that we look forward to. God bless you, and thank you again, sisters, for thank joining you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is what I-